the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois, this is Dive Deep. We dive deep into our Catholic faith and the people of our faith. I am Andrew Hansen. She is Amber Servany, and a special guest all the way from Edwardsville, Madison County's finest, D.G. Kenstra. D.G., thanks for making the trip up. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be introduced as Madison County's finest, so thank you. Um, So D.G. is here because she has an incredible story of coming to the Catholic faith. She's going to tell us all about it. Uh, First off, let's get into, tell us about yourself, your family, your children, what you do, and then we can get into your incredible story of how you became Catholic just this past Easter. Yeah, so thank you. Um, So I'm 42. I'm actually very proud of that. Um, And what I do is I'm a registered nurse, but most importantly, I'm a mother. I have three children. Uh, Madeline, who's 22, is making me a grandmother this fall, which I'm super excited about. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. And then Zoe is uh, 19 and my baby boy will be 18 years old the end of this month. So that is um, my true love and passion is obviously being a mom. Uh, And I... A little bit about myself is I used to practice another faith um, and then decided through experiences that I've had to research the Catholic religion. Um, And it it took me several years to decide and pray. And um, I certainly had uh, different people enter into my life. And I've uh, gone through the process of RCIA and was baptized Catholic this spring. Excellent. I want to first get to, I love the fact you said you're proud to be 42. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Amber, you recently celebrated a birthday. I don't remember hearing that phrase come out of your mouth. Yeah, no, definitely. It definitely (laughs) did not. I'm a terrible birthday person. I I like cry and mourn and then I get over it the next day, but like Mm -hmm. birthdays are terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So you kind of got a little bit DG there. Um, so, so take us back here. You used to be Mormon, you grew up Mormon. Um, but this is something becoming Catholic it came upon later in your life or, you know, kind of just, just take us back. Tell, tell us the story. You, you did have a couple powerful moments leading up to eventually becoming Catholic. Yeah. So I was raised in the Mormon uh, faith and had some difficulties towards the end of my relationship with, with the church um, as far as being able to have that confirmation of my relationship with God Um, my oldest daughter is Mormon and actively practicing and I support her fully. Um, what I had happen in my life was I just, I had a pivotal moment where I just was extremely prayerful and wanted to have that fullness of my relationship with God, which I felt I was lacking. Uh, I actually married a Catholic. Uh, we were married in a non-denominational type of, um, situation in church setting because we couldn't agree. I was fully strong in my faith and my beliefs, and he was strong in his. Um, However, we were both at that time not active. Um, So I actually was a hospice nurse in the hospice of Southern Illinois. And um, I felt really at that point when I was really serving my community, Working at the hospice home, you learn as a person, as a nurse, to set your beliefs aside because I wanted that process with my patients to be the most personal um, experience going through that death and dying process. So I, I learned to really set my myself aside and focus on my patient. 
Um, several of my patients were Catholic and did you ever get into a little faith conversation when you had those Catholic patients where they needed some seeds planted there? So I remember having a patient came in with a scapular and I had no idea what that was, but I made sure that he was clean and it was presented and wearing, he wore it comfortably. I did have a patient before ask me if I could say a good Catholic prayer. And, <laughs> and you're like, I, have, I, got, I got nothing. I have no idea. I'm like, well, hang on a moment. So I left the room and I went and got one of our uh, volunteers who was Catholic and brought her back. And she said a good Catholic prayer. And so I, I went back into the patient's room and I said, was everything okay? Is that what you needed? What else could I do for you? And one of the family members who actually had Alzheimer's and he looked at me and said, yeah, can you say a good Catholic prayer? And I thought, oh no, I really done. So I went and got another volunteer and brought him. In. So, so even in those moments, did you have some wheel spin in your head? Like, you know, what, what is this Catholicism all about? You know, I did. And I did have um, a priest that would come from a different um, congregation and he went through the litany of the saints. And I sat, I stood by the patient's bed and I just was tearful. I thought that was absolutely beautiful experience. So Again, at that time, I'm still thinking, you know, I wanted to be there for my patient and be respectful of their wishes. So one pivotal moment really that I had is I had a a priest in our area that gave me his cell phone number. He came and he said, um, you know, call him anytime I needed him. Uh, and he would come whether the patient uh, was Catholic and just wanted to see a priest if they were a member of his parish or not. He didn't care. Um, so that really made an impact on me. And this um, priest, in fact, I wrote down his number and I had it on my emergency phone number sheet. So I would have the the doctor's phone number. I had the uh, manager's phone number, the nurse's phone number. I had, a, and then this particular priest, Father Dan, uh, my emergency card. So I did, um, I was profoundly, um, profoundly touched by his sincere devotion to his fellow man. And so you met Father Dan Bergbauer, uh, yes. who's currently at St. Agnes in Springfield. Um, so this is, what year is this? Take, take, take us back oh, there. At least. I want to say it's about 2014. Okay. So you met Father Dan and then, and then what happened next? You, you pick up the phone and be like, you know, Father Dan, I, I've just, again, these wheels are spinning. Catholicism some keeps popping up in my head. Can, can yeah. we talk? Yeah. So no, I didn't call him. Straight <laughs> <away>. <laughs> so he's on your emergency list, but yeah, I guess. No, always for my patients. There you know, go. Just, I always wanted to do that. So one um, particular day I um, was driving to, to work. It was super early in the morning. The sun is coming up on the east and on, in uh, Edwardsville. And St. Boniface Church has a beautiful cross on the top. And it was just glowing. And I was driving to church and I almost couldn't take my eyes off of it. It was absolutely stunning. So that was one moment I got to work and I called my husband and I said, I think I need to call the church. I, I think I, I want to talk to somebody about being Catholic. And What did your husband say yeah. in that moment? Really? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and he was still not practicing? Not practicing. He um, was he like, we'd love to have it on the team. <laughs> <laughs> he... Um, so interesting enough, he was never interested in becoming my faith. I mean, he's like, I'm Catholic. That's just his identity. Um, so he would go with me. However, had lots of questions, you know, thought, you know, this is nice and I support you and I love you, but I'm Catholic. So this was a huge, 
uh, change for him for me to ask that type of question. So I end up calling St. Mary's uh, Catholic Church. I knew that's where Father Dan was at, and they did at that time set me to set me up to meet with somebody, and I did. I met with um, a Catholic parishioner uh, deacon at the local uh, restaurant, and we sat down and we talked. and And at that time, I walked away from that visit, and I thought, "Oh, I don't think I want to do this. This is it. Just the meeting didn't seem to go well." Um, and at that time, I think personally, I was still trying to struggle with separating man from the church. So that was a personal struggle I had with my previous religion. What was that? Was that like in that moment, you, see, you, you know, you met Father Dan, you had this moment of you see this cross and you're like, all these stars are aligning. Mm-hmm. And then was it was it was it a letdown? I mean, what was your confidence level of 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 maybe the Catholic church maybe is not for me after this meeting or did that, did that even enter your mind? Yeah. At that time I thought, Oh no, this is not where I, I want to be. This is, I felt strongly that this were, were man's laws that he was talking to me about. And again, I just wanted to have a stronger relationship with God. So that did interfere at that time. And I feel like it just wasn't the right time, which is absolutely okay for me. I just needed a moment to think so. So, so, okay. So, so now, now we're here. So you, you, you talked to some folks and now all of a sudden Catholicism, it may be off the table, but then what happened next? Yeah. Leading <laughs> up to it. So I had a last year, I think in the spring, I just, I had a moment where I felt like I needed, I needed a relationship with God. I needed that spiritual direction. I needed forgiveness. I needed the love that Jesus was has sitting right there in front of me and I needed a a route to get to it, to fulfill that. Um, so what I had done, um, I called St. Mary's again (laughs) because I just, and technically it's not the closest church. Um, it's really close, but not the closest one. So I, Hey, you saw the cross glowing. I mean, you you gotta go back, right? (laughs) Right. Other church. No. So I did go, I called St. Mary's and I, um, asked to, contact Father Dan. I had his email. I sent him a message and he said, DG, well, come to mass on Sunday. We'll talk after mass. And I thought, oh, okay. And I told my husband, I said, we have to go to mass. (laughs) He's like, love to have you on the team. (laughs) I was like, are you sure? Okay. So I said, absolutely. So we went to a Saturday night mass and then Father Dan uh, stepped aside with us and he just talked to me for a moment and I just broke down. (laughs) People were coming and going behind me and I didn't care. I did have that one-on-one time with Father Dan. He said, DG, a lot of people have that hurt. He said, how about you talk to Gloria Cuvion with RCIA and talk about RCIA and go into class? And I thought, wait a minute. And he waved, he lifted his arm up and there was Gloria standing over there. So I met with her and um, she took my phone number and email address down and I was, again, I think summer um, at that time, spring, summer area last year. And so I, so we kept going to mass every uh, Saturday or Sunday and then our CIA classes began. So, so father Dan was obviously really instrumental in that moment. Obviously emotions came over you and he was maybe the instruments. Do you think that that kind of launched you to, to our CIA? Oh, absolutely. Now, had you ever been to mass prior to that, that time? Just for funerals and weddings. 
And so I think a lot of people um, hesitate to go to mass because it's stand up, sit down. I don't know what to do. There's so much going on. Did you have that reservation that day oh, or? Absolutely. Um, I, you know, still am working on learning the prayers, <laughs> you know, and the stand up, sit down stuff. It was actually, it was actually refreshing that I didn't have to sit and you know, <laughs> I got to participate. So that was nice. Um, also, I, you know, my husband is like, you know, you can't take um, the sacrament, but go up there. You know, he can give you a blessing. Just cross your arms. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm going to be blessed by a Catholic priest. How cool is that? <laughs> so I'm like, OK. So and then after a while, I got to where. I love that enthusiasm right yeah. there. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I had this moment of, um, well, I wanted to have that, that spiritual enrichness, enrichness of taking the sacrament as well. I wanted that, um, I wanted that fulfillment, um, that weekly reminder. And I almost spiritually felt like I was craving that. Um, uh, so I, I kept going, we kept going every Saturday. Uh, we missed rarely. And my husband was a wonderful instrument to explain things to me. He was uh, born Catholic, uh, went to grade school, high school. It was the whole whole nine yards with his experience. So he was extremely um, patient with me with asking silly you know, questions that may be considered silly. Um, of was this really good for him? I'm mean, you mentioned he was inactive. I'm sure this kind of. It probably livened his faith as well. It very much so did. He started reading more Catholic articles, Catholic books. Uh, he bought me the catechism. Um, he, uh, we started praying together. It just felt like uh, we came together as far as our our marriage too. It really strengthened our marriage. That's and awesome. Our- so, so you're going through the RCIA process now. So this would have been last year, so 2018, and feeding into 2019. Tell us about that process. Did, what did you like about it? And, and especially, was there a teaching? I mean, obviously people come into the Catholic church, they, they, they have this interest, this enthusiasm, but usually there is that one or two things where like, oh, I don't know about this, or this seems pretty far-fetched. Did you, did you have those moments in terms of what the Catholic church teaches? Yeah. So with the RCIA class, um, it was, we had people from several different backgrounds, people that had um, started out the process as a child, people that had absolutely no religious history. So there were times where we were discussing different topics and they were, I don't want to say hard to swallow, but it was, it was a different teaching than what I had learned or maybe they had remembered. So the Trinity was diff- difficult for me. Uh, that was not something that I was ever taught. Um, so putting that together took some time in prayer, but I don't think there was any part of it where I thought I can't do this. Or I don't, I disagree. That didn't happen. Was there, was there one teaching that you just fell in love with? You're like, oh my gosh. Like, I remember there, there was one, one person I know who went through the RCIA process. It was purgatory. They, they, you know, they thought actually purgatory um, was just such a, a, a cool thing or it really just showed God's mercy that they're like, I'm really glad purgatory exists. Like that, that was her comment in the end. Did you have any of those things like, oh my gosh, this is, this is really cool. Um, I think going through the process and learning that we're all in this together, we're all suffering. There's nobody that's better than the next. And the duty that we have to help the poor um, is something that I loved. Um, it, it, there was no certain levels of heaven as far as if you, you know, if you were a good person and you pay your the right amount of money. I mean, there was nothing. It was we're all in this together. That was very satisfying to me. 
What about Mary? I think there's a lot of people who struggle with this concept that the Catholics, you know, worship her, which we, <laughs> which we don't, <laughs> but was that difficult or do you, have you found a love for Mary that you didn't expect? Sure. So, um, it was very good going through this class. And I think the best part about this whole process was it was a safe place for us to ask all of these questions that normally we couldn't in society. Um, so with Mary, I found it as an extra help to get my prayers across. <laughs> you know, I was, you know, Team Mary, you know, I was appreciative <laughs> yeah. of her and her role. I like that Team Mary. I want to use that. Yeah, <laughs> We do love some Mary around here. Yeah. <laughs> She's good people. <laughs> um, so, okay. So you're going through the RCA process. Everything's, everything's going great. And so now, you know, let's lead up to, to Easter. Um, tell us the emotions, what's going through your head. Are you hundred, you know, when it comes to Easter, you feel like you're a hundred percent in and, and take us through that day. Yeah. So Easter historically was mostly in my family, the Easter bunny. You know, we didn't really have, um, I mean, we knew what Easter was about and um, the crucifixion and um, Jesus dying for our sins. And uh, the RCA process helped me to understand that more fully um, and to focus my my Thanksgiving and my, um, on just the renewal of my faith. So the process was um, very different for me, obviously. Um, and it was much more humble, much more peaceful, much more focused on the rationale for Easter. It was, it wasn't the chocolate Easter eggs. It was the beautiful flowers, the rebirth, the renewal. Um, so going through and to that process was amazingly peaceful for me. And so on that day, you know, you receive three sacraments, the Eucharist, you're about well, you're baptized, the Eucharist confirmation. Um, was it overwhelming? Uh, it was long, <laughs> uh, but uh, welcome to the Easter vigil. <laughs> <laughs> it was long, but um, I was told that it was long, so that's why I say that in my head and in my heart, I was overwhelmed. I did cry. I did receive. Um, I got into the baptismal font, and Father Dan poured water over my head, and he. They kept joking it was going to be. You know, ice cold and it was, and it was tepid and, it, you know, there was no um, pain in this process at all. Um, being anointed, just smelling the oil. Um, I remember going home, not wanting to take a shower because I didn't want to lose that smell. It's really sweet. That's beautiful. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's great. So, um, so after that day, so here we are, um, you know, several months later, you've been Catholic for, what was that? That was in April? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think that. that was in April. April. What's it like being Catholic? <laughs> uh, uh, it is uh, peaceful. I found going to mass and every week, I almost crave it. I mean, we, my husband and I kind of joke, we're ready to get divorced every Saturday. But when Sunday comes, we're a happily married couple again. <laughs> um, but no, I think we both need that. I don't think we, we um, estimated how strongly and how much we needed that direction. And the words from uh, our priest uh, just to put us in that right direction every week is is amazing to us. It's been a whole rebirth, and we've been married um, for quite some time. And just to know that we're even getting stronger, and this is a process. I mean, we have a lot of differences. You know, I, I love water sports. I love being outside. My husband, is he loves to read and watch movies and go to the concert or 
and we're totally opposite. So at first we thought, oh gosh, that's, that's going to be neat. We can learn a little bit about the other person. And it does actually put a little bit of a separation as far as what time and things you want to do when you have that downtime. Uh, but I, I feel strongly that the religion has strengthened us and brought us together and helped us to focus and be more appreciative and respectful towards each other. So that's been a huge um, benefit. Yeah, that's really awesome. Because it, one thing when I, when I was, you know, we, we spoke earlier thinking about your journey, it's like, here is the Holy Spirit bringing in someone to the Catholic faith, but at the same token, bringing someone back to the Catholic faith. Yeah. It was a two for one combo. It was. And my husband <laughs> feels he has an automatic ticket to heaven for doing that. <laughs> I keep reminding him on the Saturdays that he doesn't. <laughs> Um, well, your children are are young adults. I'm curious, what what was their response to you in this journey? Yeah. So as a mom, I have had um, a lot of respect towards them and their their beliefs and talking. And, and that was actually reflected back at me where they were all three there. They sat in the first row, which was interesting because none of them knew the practices. Uh, so they did a lot of turning around to see when to... <laughs> Stand, sit, kneel, or I'll say, Amber, really quick. Amber, you sat in the front pew. I did, and, and I'm a cradle Catholic. <laughs> yeah, I wrote a whole article about it because it's a different world up there. Yeah. Like, what, is is? We, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Okay, you think okay. you know what you're doing until you're in the front pew. It's like yeah. everyone's looking at you. Yes. Like, right, yes. Follow stand up, yes. and yeah. So they were. Uh, I had comments about that later. Mom, why'd you make us sit in the front row? I'm like, I just wanted you to see. Uh, and then. Um, Father Dan had walked uh, down the the row and he had sprinkled people with you know the holy water and to see my oldest daughter what is happening here why are we here? <laughs> and then just I just got a big kick out of that knowing that she had received some holy water sprinkle and and that they were also blessed by a Catholic priest and I was just tickled so my kids' reaction is they were incredibly supportive. They were all three there taking off of work of their own schedules to be there and witness mom. And they were loving. And, you know, one of them wanted to bake a cake for everybody. And just they were super happy for me because they know I needed that. Um, Very wonderful. So the, the two sacraments that, you know, frankly, for me, my, my favorite two sacraments, confession and the Eucharist. Um That's obviously that's a big leap for, for you know, that's a big difference between Catholicism and you know, everybody else really, you know, we believe in the body and blood of Christ and we have to go to a priest to confess our sins. So for you, um, tell us about confession, your first time going there. Was it intimidating or was it, you know, really peaceful? Was it a weight lifted off? And then, you know, just, you know, receiving the Eucharist for the first time, what was that like? Um, well, the Eucharist for the first time, um, it was a piece that Father Dan had broken off and it wasn't just the perfect circular um, wafer. And I thought, Father Dan broke this off. This is the part of Christ that he specifically wanted me to have and and to fulfill my spirit. And it was um it was overwhelming. It was an absolute gift. And I felt incredibly grateful for that process. I felt like I'd I don't want to say worked a long time, but I'd been very prayerful and gone through the classes and I think you have, I mean, you take us through your journey. I mean, this is something you wrestled with and Mm -hmm. you had all these moments and seeds and hospital visits and all this sort of stuff. And Mm -hmm. to have it culminate with that is really cool. Um, So confession. Confession. So I actually (laughs) went not that long after I was baptized because I heard uh, Father Dan would be leaving and I wanted that my first confession to be with him as well. 
uh, just because we had that strong relationship and I, I just felt like I wanted to finish um, that circle out in my life. Um, so Father Dan would give us a sheet of what to say and ideas of things to say. So I brought in my sheet and I was prepared um, and I'd gone over and thought, okay, what do I need to really confess for? I, you know, I just got baptized. I just got baptized. Yeah. Right. I'm good. <laughs> what are you doing, DJ? It's been a week. I just baptized you. Come on. Yeah, so I wanted to, it, I mean, of course there was nothing severe, but I, I remember walking into the confessional. I did a face-to-face. He's wow. Not, good for yeah, you. Face-to-face and someone she knows. And most people are like, yeah. who do I not know that I can go see? No. <laughs> and I, from you know, just learning that going to confession was an absolute gift. You know, that having a priest being so close to us and the ability to do that, I felt is a gift to us, nothing to ever be afraid of. And Father Dan had also taught us that if the priest is nothing but a gentleman, let me know. He said that should be a wonderful process for each and every one of you. So I did. I I sat down with him and he almost just disappeared into the corner like he wasn't there. I was with God. That's really cool. That's what it's supposed to be. Well, well, after I told him what I, my sins were and we prayed together, I thought, is that it? There was nothing like DG will next time or DG you should. It was none of that. I was honestly really surprised. And I thought, well, gosh, this isn't, you know, I, I know Catholics that were like, I, you know, I really dislike going to confession. It's, it's embarrassing. And I thought, you know, my other feeling was, you know, it's, this is a gift. So I stood up and I walked away and I went to the pew and I prayed and I was so grateful for that, that opportunity. And what I, what I love, I love your story. It's just an awesome story, but the emotion, we can see the emotion and, but the joy and your words are just, are your, your words are perfect. So, and you hit on so many things there that, that, that my question is, you know, so many Catholics, you know, you know, like your husband, but of course he's back who have fallen away or, or even just, you know, even us practicing Catholics, we can go through the motions of the Eucharist or, you know, we pray, blah, 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 you know, that, that, you know, we're all human, you know, for you, you, you have this joy, you have this, this purity, you have this authenticity about it. What's your message for the rest of, you know, cradle Catholics and for lukewarm Catholics, what would you say to us who, who, who sometimes go through the motions? Um, We're human. First, if you feel like you are going through the the motions of it, that's okay. Next time you go to Mass, sit with both of your feet planted on the floor. Lean your, your back against the pew. Take in the, the, the sense, the feeling, the words, almost like a meditation. Just empty your, your mind to let the, the love of God to come in. You know, it can be difficult when there's, um, for some people, if there's children that are crying or, you know, if you, you sing a hymn that you're not the best, the biggest fan of, um, it's, that's not what it's about. Um, I'm there. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that child crying because I know that was he or she was a gift from God and a gift to that family. And I actually feel sorry because I want to help. You know, I, I know how it's, how it is being in a, a setting me. like that. That's absolutely okay. Um, just deepen yourself into it. Just give yourself to it and it, you'll get a gift back. Not monetary. It's going to be something that you can't take with you to heaven. Yeah. And, and, and Amir, I remember she said it right on the head. I mean, it's, I just, I love hearing those words. Cause yeah, I mean, as someone who grew up Catholic, 
I think, yeah, it all goes through the best of us that we just, you know, I'll use the phrase again, you know, you go through the motions and seeing the joy of our, you know, we had 200, over 260 Catholics come or 260 people come into the Catholic church just in our diocese alone this past Easter. And so the joy, the, the welcomingness, it's, oh, it's just so inspiring to see. Yeah. I think it, um, I think what's amazing about that is when you go back to the Holy spirit that you just, you had this openness. I think that the truth is all of us, whether we're cradle Catholics or not, are getting that, that little thing from the Holy spirit, that little nudge. Uh, I think it's amazing for, I mean, for me, I was cradle Catholic. So like to get a nudge, it's like, I guess I feel like I'm already there. I had this gift that was given to me by my parents essentially. Right. You didn't, you didn't have that. And so you were just so receptive. And I just think even wondering my own life, how, how receptive am I? And, um, how cool that you were able to do that. Um, despite not having the support necessary. I mean, your husband was there, but he wasn't the one pushing you in the door. <laughs> you know, you just received the the gift of the Holy spirit, which I think is really amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's a lesson to us that again, we're out serving each other. You know, that's our job to be that father Dan to each other. You know, it's nothing huge. It's those small little, as you said, seeds, um, that will help plant or put you in a new direction. And, you know, it's not a, a direction of, of pain or embarrassment or, um, it's a direction of, of love and acceptance and forgiveness, which is something I think we all need at different times of our life very much. So, and continue on, it feels better to live in the light so what, so what's, what's next for you? What are you, what are you doing now? Um, I'm sure I know you're involved in your parish in Edwardsville. Um, you guys going to go to Rome, you're going to the whole, I mean, with your, your Catholic, you're, 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 you're on cloud nine. What, what, what are, what are you guys up to? What's the future like? So one day at a time, you know, we're going to mass this Thursday. Um, and then we're going to you know, every Sunday go into mass. Uh, so I think that's very important that you, you do that for yourself, not to get overwhelmed with being Catholic. Catholic is at the prayer every night and being grateful that you woke up every day. So yes, I would love to go to Rome, but we've got three kids in college. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always bring up Rome. Now I've, I've been blessed to be able to go to Rome twice. Um, and yes, it's expensive, but I'm just saying if, if anybody can ever have the means to go, your story is what happens to me every time I go to Rome, the inspiration, the power, the awesomeness, you know, it's just the saints are there. The popes are there. It, the, the, the pure universality of the church. I mean, there's people from all walks of life all over the globe who've descended upon this one, one space. Um, it's just, it, it always lifts me up and and the architecture and, yeah. you know, the, the most, you know, mundane church in the streets of Rome would be the most beautiful church in America, it, you know, that, that sort of thing. So, but you're, thank you so much for your story because it's just a reminder for all of us to, to see those joys in our faith and to be appreciative of them and to look for them. Well, absolutely. It's my pleasure. And I've married to an architect, so I'm all uh, familiar with flying buttresses. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and that certainly is, you know, we would love to do that uh, when we have the opportunity, but it's, again, it's finding the beauty every single day, I think is the most peaceful in my life. So yeah, that's something to, to look forward to. Excellent. DG Kenstra, she's from Edwardsville, newly Catholic. Welcome to our faith and all its glory. We love having you here. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. You got it. This has been Dive Deep. For more podcasts, go to dio.org slash podcasts. We'll see you next time.